Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Well, normally I would be kicking off the intro now, but I can't find my microphone and I know this sounds like shit. Denise didn't bother to tell me. So. I'm sorry. Just switch it now. It's because you were literally like, hi. And I was like, hi. And then we were like, okay, we're going on the air. And I was like, okay. I didn't have enough time to, to actually hear you. <laughs> we literally greeted each other for two seconds and then it was like, we're on the air. My God. So, I'm sorry. This always happens to you, Sean. Why do you? It does. Always... I was about to call I've you got... Mike, by the way, because I was gonna say Mike. <laughs> I've got a horrible mic set up right now. This yeah. always happens to you all the time, and sometimes, like you know, I just didn't realize it. So I'm sorry. Live television, live YouTube vision for everybody here. We are having technical. Well, Sean's having technical difficulties. Are you back? I'm good to go. I think now. Yeah, you sound fine. I sound good now. Uh, so on on this studio setup, I actually have the first mic I ever used for a podcast. I know we are just remarkably, uh, remarkably professional. But I have this mic. I have this mic. But right now I'm using my old Blue Yeti. Uh, so I need to get this whole studio setup thing going. So I got the roadcaster and everything over here, but by God, here we are. I'm trying to be more professional, trying, trying to, to get my, my stuff straight. But over the last week, Denise and I, our shows have just been snake bitten. Uh, by the way, I just want to say, Denise, in what? a slide, I won our draft. According, Of course to you did. Of course you did. I knew that was going to happen. Everybody yeah. always leans towards you. Well, no Always. names were put on the, the rosters. I just put the rosters without names out there on the fight. People just Twitter saw account. you pick Roman Reigns and they were like, bam, that's the that's that's where I'm going. They well, maybe, maybe, but I, I won. You lost. Uh guys. No, so, like what should I do now? Just like so, jump off a bridge? Yeah, ideally. Uh okay. leave a thumbs up, guys. Get in your super chats, get in your humper chats. We would greatly appreciate that. Uh Lots of stuff going on here at Fightful. Uh, Will Washington finished up with us. I wanted to announce Grapsity will continue Saturday at noon. Reg and Phil will still be here. But uh, lots of cool stuff coming your guys' way here on Fightful, including Tuesday, 
the Alpha Academy, dropping my interview with them. I talk a lot about amateur wrestling and things like that. I love talking to these guys about that, but they got picked tonight. Lots of people got picked tonight. It's night two of the WWE draft. I joined Kate on Friday for night one of the draft, but um, we are going to be giving you guys the picks as they happen on Raw Talk as well. Tamina was just moved to SmackDown. But uh, we're going to give you guys a, a full rundown of tonight's draft as well, how the rosters are shaping up. It's going to be more about that draft than it is the individual matches. But let's go ahead and talk about the matches that we saw tonight, and then we're going to get into the draft picks. Uh, we got Bailey and Dakota Kai defeating Liv and Raquel. I am never a fan of the tag team champions losing a tag team match. Like uh, To me, it kind of undermines the point of all this like people say well hell else will they earn a title shot i don't know by beating another good team that's how i don't like the two on two champions losing two on two matches and it what's keeping damage control from getting a title shot anyway what have any other team done that these that that they haven't done it's just a very it's a very meh situation all around but the match itself i, I like dakota kai looked great bailey looked great Liv and Raquel doing their thing. How'd you feel about this? Well, first of all, I want to start off by saying that part of the reason I feel that we are mainly going to be talking about the draft was because everything else on the show basically felt like filler. It where was. it was filler where almost nothing really had any substance so i think that that's you know part of the reason for those that probably didn't watch raw uh really the highlights of this was just you know getting to the uh, draft picks but i think we kind of had the same issue that we had last week where last week's criticism was that a lot of these matches were very much rushed and i kind of felt like we got the exact same thing here today and so with this match this tag team match with raquel and Liv and dakota and bailey I agree with you on this one where it was kind of one of those things where I was like, ooh, you know, I think at this point in the show, when this match happened, Raquel and Liv hadn't been drafted yet. And I remember because I was like, you know what? Let me check. Have they been drafted yet? They have not. They got drafted later on after this actual match. So I kind of thought, oh, like the placement of all of this is just not ideal to have the champs, you know, lose in this fashion and then not even be drafted till like way later afterwards. We're already so deep into the actual uh, WWE draft. And so I felt like this was just really them wanting to, you know, I really, I think the only high of this was them kind of ending out damage controls time on raw on with a win. That was really like the only high on that. There was a lot of like, uh, there was a lot of confusing formatting things like them losing before they were drafted. And also uh, ke 775 says, does WWE know that their women's division is a mess? Well, hopefully they rectify that. Hopefully this, this inspires, but honestly, the the Triple H booking hasn't necessarily done that for me so far. But also, Braun Strowman and Ricochet winning on Raw before they got drafted to Raw. Like, I figured that they would have got drafted, and then you have the match with Alpha Academy, which they did. And it was a really good match. Like, I enjoyed the match. I thought that Ricochet taking the chaos theory was great. It's a good way to reintroduce them to the Raw audience, but... We had Braun Strowman and Ricochet defeat Alpha Academy in a spot like where I just, I looked at it and I was like, oh, okay, cool. 
the formatting was definitely a lot stronger on SmackDown because what they did on SmackDown was draft pick, draft pick, draft pick. And then all of a sudden, someone that was in that round would come out. Like we had, you know, the Street Profits. We had uh, the whole situation with the uh, Viking Raiders and just everything that they, the way that they formatted on, formatted it on SmackDown just made a little bit more sense. Like, oh, this person's going to be a SmackDown. Bam, here they are. Look at them have this really great moment. And so things did kind of feel a little bit out of order on Raw where, yeah, I just felt like it didn't have that smooth um, feel the way that SmackDown did this past Friday. I did like that they had like, they had highlight videos for Gunther and a lot of people. Like they, they, they were showing the audience, hey, you haven't seen these people since they've been called up maybe if you just watch Raw. So here's your opportunity. Uh, Braun and Ricochet, I do think will go great on Raw. I think you need somebody with that contrast of speed and power. And Alpha Academy have that as well. So I thought this was a good matchup. Braun and Ricochet win. Kind of figured they would. But we so went, this match to me, Sean, was literally probably one of the shortest yet most entertaining matches we yeah. have gotten in a while because that interaction with Braun Strowman and Otis where Otis was just like bam, 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 going in on him with the shots to to the, uh, to uh, freaking Braun Strowman. Oh, I loved that little interaction that we got there. And then, so we got that. That was fun. And then the other portion of it was just, you know, the finish with uh, Ricochet doing the swanton off of Braun Strowman. So it was really like two maybe three highlights in this match, but it was so entertaining, but it was so short. They just like, it, it was like the same thing that they did with us last week with Mustafa Ali and Chad Gable, where it was like, they gave us just a little bit, but we wanted, I would have loved a lot more um, with this match here for sure. We got Bianca and damage control later on in the night in a backstage promo because Bianca, and again, we we don't know what's happening with the two title belts. We'll, we'll get more to that later. But I really enjoyed this because EO cuts in front of everybody, cuts a promo in Japanese, and as Dakota's about to translate, Bianca's like, I don't need you to translate. We understand each other. Oh, I thought that was great because she she's just saying, this is what I want. I want competition. I want somebody who wants to fight me. I want somebody who's going to bring this to me. And she outright respects EO Sky. Like she goes out of her way to put over EO Sky. She's not trying to diminish her or minimize her or anything like that because of the position she's been in on the card. She's like, hell yeah, I know this is going to be a good challenge. I'm ready for it. Let's do it. I thought this promo was one of the, the better things on Raw. Yes. Now, I the second you brought you started talking about this promo, I was already thinking the exact same thing that you just said with her basically saying like, no, you don't need to translate. I know exactly yeah. what she's saying here. And I love that because usually sometimes when you have um, like we've seen this in the past where and I've never really liked this, where in the past, if someone speaks a different language, they almost make them seem it's me, Sean. It's not you. It's me. I know <laughs> um, so, you your phone, Denise. I don't know how. <laughs> It's iPhone. It confuses me. Every time I lower it, it lowers something else. Just I'm going to put it away inside my drawer. Okay. Long story short, I forget. Ignore that. Okay. So shit, where was I at? Okay. So every time in the past, whenever you have somebody speaking a different language, my pet peeve is when they kind of present them as uh, 
less than as they make them seem like they're not smart or there's not smart enough as the person who's not speaking in a different language. And I've never liked that. I've always wanted them to be presented in the exact same light. And so for me, like I freaking loved when Bianca was like, you don't need to translate. I know what's up. I know what is being said here. And that to me just made uh, EO Sky and her seem on the same level instead of pushing down the other person um, below. We also had Omos crushing Anthony Alanis, who has actually appeared on uh, AEWT or AEW Dark an awful lot. This was a, a squash match. Omos is a free agent, and the free agent thing is so weird and just so odd. We, we heard that Brock negotiated it as well. Like, I, are are we to believe that that all of these people, like Dolph Ziggler and Mustafa Ali, negotiated this, or is it just because they didn't get picked? And are we also supposed to believe that some of these people got picked before Dolph Ziggler, a former world champion, or Mustafa Ali, or Johnny Omos? Gargano? Now, now it was said that that well, Johnny Gargano ended up going to Raw. Well, we'll talk about that later. Oh, did they uh, just but, announce that? Oh, yeah, okay. free agents on Raw Talk are Baron Corbin, Shelton Benjamin, Cedric, Elias, and Zion Quinn. Okay, I believe within kayfabe that they wouldn't be picked. They called up Zion the- Quinn? Interesting. Yeah, it's it's do or die time for him. But like Mustafa Ali and Dolph Ziggler, I'm, I'm to believe they wouldn't have gotten picked before some of the people that that did. Okay, whatever. I, it's It's very weird because like, some people are negotiating this free agent status. It's just like, why, why wouldn't they extend the rounds? Like they, they didn't really give much of a baseline for this besides they can be on Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, and that's the thing is that that's not, and this is when I was like, I made a joke about it on Twitter where they announced Brock Lesnar as a free agent, meaning that he can appear on any show. That's not the definition of a free agent. A free agent is technically someone that has not gone someplace yet, so they're technically unemployed. (laughs) And so instead, what the proper word that they're looking for is freelancer, because a freelancer can go go multiple places. So I made a freaking like joke on Twitter, where instead of that graphic that they put up where it said Brock Lesnar free agent, I crossed out agent and I put Lancer instead, because that's technically what they are. If you're saying you can go on any brand, you are a freelancer. You are not a free agent. A free agent is yet somebody that has not yet been picked up, but is waiting to be picked up by a brand or by whatever. Well, Omos won this match and... If you watch this show, you'd probably have no idea that Omos is facing Seth Rollins this weekend on a pay-per-view. Mitchell says Seth and Omos having almost no interaction or uh, the week of their PLE match makes no sense. Why was this match made? At least have him interrupt Seth instead of solo. I mean, well, we wouldn't know what was supposed to happen at the end of this show because it got cut off. But there, there, like, why was there no interaction between Seth and Omos? Like, that, that's very strange, Denise. I don't know, because the whole thing has been strange from the very beginning when they just announced it out of nowhere, out of the blue. And I really wasn't upset about it, honestly, because I did think that uh, Omaz and Brock Lesnar was not half bad at WrestleMania. Like, it wasn't bad, right? So I was like, okay, whatever. And but you're right. Like, we are literally in the week of, you know, backlash and 
you wouldn't know that they were wrestling one another. There could have been something there. And the squash itself, I'm at, I've kind of got into the point where I kind of hate squashes now because I feel like they're such a cheap way to, they're such a lazy way just to get a rant. Like if you're going to do a squash, at least let it be a really good one where like the other guy is freaking looking like he's taking the beating of the lifetime. But we've been getting some really boring squashes across the board. And so that's my only issue. If you're going to do a squash, I want to see that person like freaking like every time that person gets hit, I want to see electric, like freaking electricity, man. I want to see lightning. And but then we get like some of the most boring squashes ever. And this was a boring squash. It was, it was, and we, we just didn't have a lot, a lot to set up this, this match at all. We did have Brock coming out. He was declared a free agent. He renegotiated his deal. It was announced this more or announced that it happened this morning. A- Adam Pierce is not happy about this. He's like, the draft takes precedence over you and uh, we're going to get your sting undertaker looking ass out of here. So he brings in a bunch of security guards, but it's Cody Rhodes that shows up and the security guards have to help restrain Cody Rhodes. I thought this was good. It was a good setup for their pay-per-view match, their PLE match, whatever that may be. I thought this was a harmless segment. I don't know how many more like security guard segments I can see with Brock Lesnar, like maybe do some more stuff. But I do think that Brock like saw 20 guys and was like, you're going to need more. I did. It's not, it's not going to work at all. You're going to need more than that. He wasn't Uh, faced whatsoever. He wasn't faced whatsoever by these security guards. I will say this, though. I did appreciate that because we had this was the big thing that they were promoting aside from the draft was this confrontation between Mm -hmm. Cody Rhodes and Brock Lesnar. So I did appreciate that instead of just having it be this basic thing where Cody Rhodes comes out and, you know, says, oh, what do you want to talk about and gets into the promo? Uh, Instead, they kind of fooled us and made us think that it was time for the next round of the draft. And instead, they get caught off, cut, cut off by Brock Lesnar and that's how all this comes about and so I did like the way that they kind of they uh presented it to us in a different format I thought it made things kind of feel a little bit more unpredictable even though this was something that was promoted throughout the night so um I liked that about it um I'm always happy that we get to see under Brock that's what I'm calling Undertaker when he I mean Brock Lesnar when he dresses like the Undertaker (laughs) I look forward to that. Um, and then uh, that's kind of it. You know, it's like, okay, how excited can you get about a pull apart? There's only so much you can say about a pull apart. Man, some CM Punk discourse, it looks like. Uh, are you guys surprised that Philip didn't get drafted considering he showed up last week, Denise? Hey, should have been number one draft. Philip on these nuts. That's not funny. Sean. Sorry, Denise. It's not Sorry. funny. You try way too hard. It's doesn't gotten matter. sad doesn't now. Matter. Sean. Doesn't matter. You're muted. You're muted. Anyway, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. 
If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. James Hammond says, for a free agent, they have May 8th to sign, right? No. There's, there's none of those rules that apply right now. Are you sad because I know sold your D's nuts joke? Yeah. You tried to you tried to get me via text the other day. I, I was just at the supermarket and I was walking and I saw those freaking D's nuts chocolates and I was like, I'm going to fuck with Sean right now. And then that was it. <laughs> it's not like I had this big plan to go out and get you. Uh, Christian says, hey, Sean and Denise, in your opinion, was the best PLE to attend live? Also, favorite hot dog toppings. Um, my, my favorite PLE is the Rumble. I love the Rumble. Uh, even when it's bad, I enjoy it. But uh, mm-hmm. hot dog toppings, chili, and uh, shredded cheese. Oh, God, we're so different. Okay. My favorite hot dog toppings, ketchup, relish, grilled onions. Oh, and the weenie has to be wrapped in bacon. Oh, and some jalapeno. You could throw in some jalapeno in there. I like them spicy. I, I'd never had relish in my life, but I got a hot dog so terrible outside of the AEW show in Toronto that I had to put relish on it because it costs like 10 bucks or whatever. So I was like, well, I got to eat it. But, yeah. Oh, well, it I tried bad. relish by accident too because one time I went, well, I've got a couple of times. So at Dodger Stadium, when you go to a Dodger game at Dodger Stadium, they have the all you can eat section. And in yeah. the all you can eat section, you can have as many hot dogs as you want. But oh, they don't boy. have like this option of like incredible toppings. Like the options are ketchup, mustard, relish, and mayo. And I don't like mayo or mustard. Damn, so- Denise just eating those wieners raw. So I, I didn't want to just eat a plain old freaking hot dog. So I put some ketchup on it. And I was like, oh, it's still a little boring. So I put some relish on it. And I was like, oh, this is not too bad. So I really enjoyed that. I ended up having like four hot dogs that day. Um, But my favorite pay-per-view to attend live, uh, it's WrestleMania. I don't feel like you can talk. I've never that. been to a WrestleMania live. Because Royal Rumble's fun, don't get me wrong, but and I've only attended one Rumble, but I th- like the first time doing the countdown, I was really excited, and then by the third time, I was just there like this. <laughs> well, you can avoid eating hot dogs and fill those nutritional gaps in your diet with athleticgreens.com slash Fightful and AG1. You saw me drinking this on In the Weeds this morning. I popped up on Jeremy and Joel's show. I was drinking my AG1 like I do every morning. You get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 plus K2 and five free travel packs. Will you check out athleticgreens.com slash Fightful now? You fill those nutrient gaps, promote gut health, and support whole body vitality with AG1. They've got this great blend of nine products, a multivitamin, minerals, probiotics, adaptogens, and more. Those probiotics help your preventative health a lot. The multivitamin gives you what you need, minerals, adaptogens, all that good stuff. But it promotes gut health as well. Uh, They've got plant-based enzymes that bolster digestion and nutrient absorption in your microbiome. This stuff is endorsed by doctors, by athletes, all kinds of people. 
and it's so easy. You put one scoop in eight ounces of water, you drink it, you're good to go. All those gaps in your diet are filled out from multivitamins to macro minerals, probiotics to superfoods. They have done the work to curate the ideal combo of nutrients for optimal, optimal wellness. And one of my favorite things is they change this formula every so often to advance with science. So you're not sticking with the same stuff that they had 10 years ago. They've changed this stuff over 50 times over the last 10 years. Get your AG1 at athleticgreens.com slash a fightful. This is going to give me the leg up when me and Denise do the Sean versus Denise Olympics. Bro, that's never going to happen. It's going to happen. It's never going to happen. happen. We're going to die and we're still going to be talking about it. Well, you know what? I'll die after you, so I'll win that one too. <laughs> no, thanks. Matt Riddle defeated Jimmy Uso. I loved how they set this up. Riddle is backstage or, or in Gorilla talking to Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. And Kevin Owens does not like Riddle at all. And Sami Zayn, him. he tolerates Riddle. Zayn tolerates him. And Riddle's like, we can hang out all the time. But I do like that KO was like, yeah, we're still going out to the ring with him. To hell with it. I thought this was fun. And Matt Riddle gets the win over Jimmy Uso. Riddle's back. He needs to get some wins. I also, I, I like Riddle. Riddle seems like he would want to hang out with Owens and Zayn. My favorite thing about this is not Matt Riddle. It's Kevin Owens and Kevin Owens being like kind of like this fucking guy. Oh, I love that, man. To me, that's so relatable. Like you just never have anyone that just got on your nerves. And you better not say me because that's just rude. (laughs) Not at all. Nobody I can think of on this show at all. Um, Oh, on this show. Okay, thanks. Yeah. Well, anyways... (laughs) so look i love kevin owens just kind of being irritated i'm all here for irritated ko that's it's it's relatable i relate to kevin owens fair fair Uh, i loved i love this aspect and now we're not going to see riddle and jimmy uso for a while so uh, some of these matches were matches we weren't going to be able to see anymore uh sokoa and jay had a backstage segment as well but all this tied into what kicked off the show which was Paul Heyman coming out and, you know, teasing that Roman was going to win the world heavyweight championship as well. Seth Rollins comes out looking like he's about to hit up the Met Gala afterwards. And uh, Solo interrupts and Solo's got shoes on. So, you know, he's, he means business tonight. He had shoes on? He had shoes on when he came out, I believe. But then they set up the match for later and I hated the ending of this match. It was a complete waste. Guess what? They're protecting both people. Guys, you, you don't got to say, how are they going to protect both people? <laughs> I guarantee you if I go look at the quote tweets of me going, oh, DQ, bummer, I'll have people that say that. <laughs> they kind of they protect both guys. <laughs> don't you know how wrestling works? Yeah, I know how wrestling works. And uh, you don't have to book this. You could book something else. Seth Rollins has a match at the PLE that they did not build at all. So instead you get all of Rollins dudes running out at the end and it cuts off as Kevin Patrick is screaming something and it just goes off the air, Denise. I'm so sick of the same bloodline endings, every friggin' match. So sick of it. Yeah. You know, me watching this, I was thinking, damn, they didn't give us anything to like really break down, really get into here. Uh, This was really just, you know, straightforward. We got somewhat of a match, DQ finish, 
a brawl afterwards. What the hell else can you add to this? What else uh, can we you can, add? Like, I'll tell you what we can add. We can add Kevin Patrick saying, is there anyone else in WWE that can eat out? Is that what he and said? And he pauses. Yes. I, I and then he that. says, the inside of somebody's mind like Rollins. And Corey Graves goes, this is a PG show, sir. Look, how do I say this? Sometimes you really got to punch words or else I ain't even going to hear them. Sometimes everything just sounds the same to me. And that's I didn't even hear the last thing he said on the air. I'm going to be honest with you. Trey, Car- Cra- uh, Trey Cash sends a generous Humper Chat. I don't even know if I promoted those. Uh, Humperchats.com. Uh, go to YouTube.com slash Fightful and donate a Super Chat to get your question or statement read on the air. He says, hey, Sean, Triple H seems very chummy with the bloodline lately. Do you think we're, we're headed to some sort of corporate bloodline where they betray the Usos? Paul convinces Brock to join them and take out Cody. Triple H promises them the world title in return. I don't, I mean, if you mean like sarcastically chummy, I mean, he, he buried Roman last week. He buried Roman. Uh, I think that maybe you could do a little something like that, but... I think that they kind of just wore out the heel authority figure and they haven't done it in like four plus years. <laughs> Me and my friend, Mark. Yeah. I mean, triple H, especially. And if you, boy, that was a dumb promo that he cut. Like that was a dumbass promo for those of you who don't remember. I think it was like 2012, 2013, but he, he basically like he was, he fired off in character on real life criticisms of the show. And he said, well, if I don't get what I want, me and my friend Mark will just stop watching. And guess what happened? A lot of people and their friend Mark stopped watching. That's just objectively what happened. And I, a couple, within a, a few years, the, the, the authority heel figure was still going on, still going on. And then finally they killed it off in like late 2018. It didn't make the show better because Vince was still booking it, but. I and don't then think they'll go remember back. when they blamed Baron Corbin for all the bad ratings? Yeah, that's when it was. They're like, no more authority figures. Uh, Paige and Baron Corbin are out. We're like, it wasn't their fault. Baron Corbin can't help that you booked a shitty show. Stop blaming him within the character. Uh, I don't think we'll go back to corporation stuff. Yeah, I don't want to. I think that people like to. I feel like when Triple H comes out right now, like he's the person that is giving the fans hope right like when he comes out you're like yeah that's the guy that's the guy we're rooting for because that's the guy we want booking our shit right now you know we don't, we don't want Vince right like so for me I want just like Triple H needs to be presented as right now our side he's here for the fans and you know he's out there doing these speeches on Raw after Mania and this and this and that you can't have him do the corporate stuff and right now you don't need it with Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman are doing their thing I, I would not want to see that and I feel like he needs to be presented as somebody who's on our side right now because we need it adrian wells thank you so much for the super chat we thank you so much man you've been so generous to us mark says will there be a fightful draft shake up things uh yeah will washington is now a free agent uh, <laughs> so uh, one person got drafted one person got drafted uh let's see what else did anybody else get drafted no, I don't think. I mean, somebody's going to get drafted for Collision. I have a team in mind for the Collision show. We'll be doing some call-ups for Collision. There you go. So Wait, there we I go. I what show you were using as developmental at one point. Oh, yeah, the pay-per-view shows. I remember when that was like Fightful Developmental. Oh, boy. Which is that, weird me, when it, you think about it. 
I changed my mind on that after one particular show. Um, it was bad. Now, now what I do is if I ever do prediction streams, that's where I like screen test people. That's generally. developmental now. Yeah. Meet Normus says, didn't watch Raw, but wanted to support the Fightful Cause because I was at SawCon. No. You tried, by the way. You tried. That was... Uh, that was that one got me and Will on yeah, day after Dynamite. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that, and then I was pissed that you tried to text me with it. I'm like, bro, you think I didn't see? I saw. I know what's up. <laughs> James Hammond, uh, actually, uh, KE775 says, Raw's women's div- division is a lot of women who have to sink or swim in the new land of opportunity. That it is, and we are prepping to get into that. Um, but we've got... Marquise Films saying, despite the roll-up finish, Raquel honoring Selena with her gear earned the match. Two thumbs up. Also, if only Brock versus Cody was a dog collar match, I would love to see them in a dog collar match. Denise, I think that'd be who awesome. and Brock and Cody, or who do you see yeah. in a dog collar match? Oh, Brock, uh, Brock and, Cody? and Cody. I would love that. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Pavement cut your hair says, why do Triple H and HBK care so much about the hard camera? Uh, because it's important. It makes better TV. Yeah, Sean. The hard camera is important, Sean. Boy, you're telling me. Uh, Ms. TV with Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura says that Ms. has very tiny balls in Japanese. That I was have an example. Okay. So imagine if the hard camera didn't mean anything. That would mean that on this show, we could literally do our podcast like this. Oh, yeah, Sean. Raw was great. <laughs> What'd you think about that draft? Well, I mean, like Ariel will do that. Like Ariel's kind of like off like this. right? No, but there's a difference between being like off to In the side and then setup, being completely sure. like, oh, I'm looking over here. <laughs> you see I've how done weird a few that shows would look? Like that. I've done a few shows like that back in the day, just experimenting. What have you? Did you really? Why would you do that? <laughs> I don't know. Just to be different, I guess. Hey, I'm going to be so different. I'm not going to look at the camera. I'm not looking at the camera now. This camera is like a good four yeah, or five but feet away from me. At least we're still seeing your face, though. Imagine if yeah, you were just seeing the back of your head. <laughs> okay, that would be a little ridiculous, yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's why the hard cam is important. <laughs> so uh, Miz still has tiny balls, even in Japanese, and he gets kicked in the face. Just what I needed, a Miz Nakamura feud. Damn, that's yeah. Well, we know that. I am. This is literally what I what was I saying last week. Last, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because last week we had that good match between the Miz and Seth Rollins, and I remember kind of being angry that we don't get that very often. These good matches where I'm thinking to myself like that was a match that I wasn't even gonna care about giving it you know, the time of day and it ended up being like one of the highlights of Raw. And we've had to sit through these really terrible Miz TVs when we could have been getting stuff like that instead. And then today we went back to that. And, you know, the book, the creative for Shinsuke Nakamura prior to prior to his leave was not that great, man. It really was not that great. So I personally feel that with his return, the number one thing that I was like, okay, I really want to see like good storylines, good creative for him. Uh, you know, he's, you know, started doing that stuff with Karrion Cross, which they both needed it. They both kind of needed each other's existence, really. But I don't want them to kind of drag down whatever hopes I've had for Shinsuke Nakamura's return with the tiny Miss Balls segments that we're always doing. Same. 
We had Judgment Day against LWO. Uh, I thought the Damian Priest doing the promo in Spanish for that market was very, very good. Rhea Ripley's on fire with the double entendres. She, she's very good with that. Dominic soaking it up. He's still getting this heat. Even though Ray beat him, he is still getting this amazing heat, Denise. I thought that all in all, Finn Balor played fourth banana in this. A former Universal Champion played fourth banana in this, this segment and like sixth or seventh banana in the whole match because he wasn't in it. I thought this was was a good display of how far Judgment Day has come and the variety of things they can do here. Hey, Sean, you know your job is to tell us what Damian Priest said. What would he say? Things. Uh, anyway, Denise, what did what did Damian Priest say? I'm testing. Things. You. He said things. Oh, did he? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Okay, fine. You know what? I will I will earn my paycheck today and I will tell yeah. you exactly what Damien Priest said. So just to summarize what Damien Priest said to Bad Bunny, he basically started off by telling him, like, I know you're a big star in the music industry, but in here, uh, this is m- like my world, not yours. Uh, he said that just because Bad Bunny learned to or was fighting in the streets before as a kid, that that's not enough to actually beat him in this street fight. And he says that nothing can help him, that he's fooled, that he's lied to his fans because he's made them believe that he can actually beat Damian Priest when he cannot. And he says he's going to beat Bad Bunny in front of his fans, his friends, his home in Puerto Rico. And then he said he will receive his punishment. And then he translated that part in English. I'm pumped for that match. I can't wait for that match. This is going to be a fun show uh, on Saturday. And I thought that the the match was good. I loved Ray trying to fight Dominic, but Rhea came in. And I, honestly, I would legitimately love to watch a Rhea Ripley Rey Mysterio match. Like I would be over the moon to watch that match. And I'm not I'm not a big intergender wrestling person, despite my GCW and Black Label Pro appearances. But I also love that Ray did the like the assisted head scissors with Zelina to kind of give her the assist there. We know Zelina ain't winning that title Saturday. That ain't happening. It's interesting, yeah, because you're like, oh, yeah, I don't care for intergender wrestling. You want to know why? Because the last two times that you were in the ring, you got eliminated by a girl, and then Shaza McKenzie's going to kick your ass. So I totally get no. why you're afraid of women. Gonna, gonna, did she? She's gonna. She's Did gonna. she though? She's when? gonna. When, when is she gonna? I don't know, but she gonna. When is she gonna? Anyways, she had her to... chance. Anyway, anyway back... this, uh, enough wanna... of that. Enough of I that. I know. I'm gonna talk about Rey Mysterio because there was something Please. that I really liked in this. Please uh, do talk about a wrestler who's not as good as me. Okay, so Rey Mysterio, what I finally like that he finally told Dominic that he should have gotten him with the chancla. That definitely popped me so badly. I was like, bro, at this point, you got to get him with the cinto, bro. He's way past the freaking chancla at this point. So that was good, too. Um, I also loved that confrontation with Rhea and Rey Mysterio. That was fun. This was all everything that led up to this. I thought was very enjoyable to watch. I love the finish. Finn Balor stepping in, taking one for the team, taking the 619. And that set up Damian Priest hitting south of heaven for the win. And that, you know that's important the week before a pay per view. Like Damian Priest gets a big win before he's in a premium position. 
I wouldn't mind it if, if Damian Priest and Bad Bunny main evented this pay-per-view. I kind of think they should at this point, Denise. I don't know. It's really hard for me to say because, like... They ain't it leaving. Should, if it Bad should, Bunny's wrestling, they ain't leaving, Denise. I know that, but it's just hard for me to say that that should be the main event when you have Brock Lesnar and Cody Rhodes. So, so it's very hard for me to say like, oh yeah, but I see your side, I see your agreement, and I don't disagree. It just feels a little weird for me. Um, But... I was going to say one more thing, and I do want to touch a little bit more on that freaking heat that Dominic is getting because oh, what the boy. hell, man? That shit's freaking crazy. So He's good. literally getting heat that I have not seen. I don't remember the last time somebody got this much heat. Like, who was the last person that got, like, this tremendous amount of Me heat? Me at Black Label, bro. <laughs> oh, yeah. You were, like, you freaking set up. <laughs> I muted the crowd, Denise. Yeah, I, I was... The crowd was so loud, I had to put like those little ear thing, those foam thingies in my ears just so yeah. I wouldn't lose my hearing, you know? I had to do that last night because my cats were meowing at my door. Uh, but yeah, his, his heat is off the charts. Omar Diaz says, uh, Rhea, top confirmed, bottom dom confirmed. Yikes. Uh, Ryan Lambert says, as a Latino, I love Spanish speaking promos. You know, me too, since I can understand it. Uh, Michael Keyes says, dom, that is all. Richie Goodacre says they took way too long to get to the Judgment Day LWO match. Good match when they eventually got it. This felt less like filler to me than a lot of other stuff because it it had programs going on and it set up stuff. And now uh, you got the LWO and Judgment Day on, on other sides of the fence now, but... I love this. This was probably one of my favorite things on the show because, like you said, all of it made sense. You had those interactions with Zelina, with Rhea. Yeah. They have that match. Bad Bunny. I mean, sorry, uh, freaking Damian Priest, you know, directing his promo to Bad Bunny, even though he wasn't there. Fine, cool. And just, you know, the, the story that they've been telling with the LWO and Judgment Day. So all of this to me served a purpose. And we got more than just, you know, well, let's just brawl. Let's have a pull apart. We got a little bit more here. Alan Khan says, would love to see Denise and Thunder Rosa versus Dave LaGreca and SRS at Busted Open 15th Anniversary Show. Well, listen, I think fair is fair. And I think you put me and Thunder Rosa on one side, Dave LaGreca and Denise on the other side. And I think that- Thunder Rosa doesn't want a team with your ass. Yeah, no she does. Way. No, she doesn't. Over LaGreca? Over LaGreca, she, she doesn't would. want a team with you either. But over LaGreca, she would, for sure. I don't know. I know she doesn't want a team against with you. Me and Thunder Rosa do good numbers. I'm just saying. Michael Keys, thank you for the the super chat. Pavement Cut Your Hair says, can you guys watch TV like WWE stars do backstage? I always loved the Big E one where he completely turned his body to watch over his shoulder. Mark96 says, Denise, are you going to the AEW show in San Diego? No, I don't want to drive two hours to San Diego. Well, Denise, whether you're in San Diego, L.A., Lexington, Kentucky, or London, where you're headed soon, NordVPN.com slash Fightful has you covered. You can watch all your shows thanks to NordVPN.com slash Fightful. One of the great things is they have 24-7 customer support. I can't tell you how many times I've had people at different hours of the night when I wasn't available say, Hey, Sean, how do I watch this? How do I watch this? How do I get this? They've got customer service available 24-7. So when you subscribe, you get access to that. You also get an incredible deal and a 30-day money-back guarantee. It works on all of your devices, whether it be phone, laptop, desktop, PC, router, smart TV, all that good stuff. You can get a great deal. 
several extra months free. Stay safe online with the leading VPN service. You can detect malware during downloads, block trackers, and intrusive ads. They've always got great deals going on at nordvpn.com slash Fightful. How about this? Saturday, big double pay-per-view day. You got the WWE uh, PLE on Peacock, but if you subscribe to nordvpn.com slash Fightful, you can get the WWE Network with an overseas service if you miss that interface. You've also got the UFC pay-per-view this weekend. If you want to get that at a drastically reduced price, get nordvpn.com slash Fightful. This goes with a bunch of pay-per-views. Get them on those international prices. This effectively pays for itself. It's a great gift as well. Browse safely, securely, protect all of your devices on one subscription. Enjoy a fast and stable connection anywhere. The internet's finest. Pushing this thing over on uh, nordvpn.com slash Fightful. You got Philip DeFranco, other other luminaries and such. Check it out. You'll love nordvpn.com slash Fightful. So... We're going to get to the raw talk picks before <laughs> we uh, do everything else. Nikki Cross, Johnny Gargano, Dana Brooke, Los Lotharios, Riddick Moss, Emma, Zia Lee, Tegan Knox, Piper Niven, Akira Tozawa, Odyssey Jones, and get this, Induce Share is back. There comes... Once again, Denise, it's uh, all three of the fellas there. You see, you got Veer and Gender as well. Uh, here's a here's a good piece of news: Tamina and Waller to SmackDown. Okay, so from the NXT call-ups right now, we had Wal- Grayson Waller, Odyssey Jones, Zion Quinn, and who else from? Oh, and Indusher. Oh, Zion Quinn's a free agent. Oh, Zion Quinn's a free agent. Okay. Zion Quinn, Cedric, um, Shelton, and Baron. And then the only two that that went on SmackDown were Tamina and Waller. Waller is a good one to bring up, obviously. Um, Johnny Gargano, probably they didn't have him picked because he was, uh, he's hurt. But Raw needed some depth. I think they got that with Piper, Tegan, Zia Lee, Dana Brooke. Nikki Cross. They they added an awful lot of depth there. Waller is just a nice character name to add. Tamina, she'll she'll be there. So for Grayson Waller, it's interesting because he's going to be on the same brand as uh, Austin Theory, and I feel like they have similar personalities that are going to sort of like clash with one another maybe uh i was double checking but miz is going to be on the raw side because he's gotten called you know miz light miss wish miz and this and that but they're going to be on separate rosters which was probably the way to go for grayson waller but man that is going to be like a huge that's a huge hit for nxt for the weekly television because grayson waller has been a uh featured person on the show uh you know having feuds with braun breaker uh, he just had a really good match at spring break in with carmel Mello Hayes. Uh, he's been really good in terms of like in-ring wise and also like getting under your skin in his promos. And it makes sense to me that they were going to do this because he sort of got in the rub from guys like, you know, uh, AJ Styles had that program with him. Then he got to do a program or sort of incorporate, uh, you know, this feud that he ended up having with Shawn Michaels on the show too. So it's been very clear from the very beginning that Grayson Waller has been set up for success. 
Line Drive says, Grayson Waller to SmackDown. Give me an LA Knight Waller tag team now. I kind of want to see him cut promos against each other. That's that's what I want to see out of those two. And Waller, I think, is a great call-up. Orion Ben says, just think about it. We don't want Braun. There's Scion. Well, I mean, the, the story here was select NXT stars were available to be picked. So there were plenty that weren't able to be. Right. Corbin says, any update on Eric Young? Does he join Nikki? I think he does eventually. He's been under contract for over six months now. The line drive says, the only thing I'm really excited about out of the draft are the NXT call-ups and the way reunion with Gargano going to Raw on Raw Talk with Nikki Cross, Dana Brooke, and others. Yeah, we do have the way, except for Austin Theory. Now, eventually, Austin Theory can be a thorn in their side whenever he switches brands and all that. But you've got Loomis and Johnny as a team. Candace and Indy as a team. I think that's a good thing to have. Otherwise, Loomis is just sitting there doing jack shit. Loomis needs those three, I think, pretty badly. Originally, I didn't want to see the Way reunion on uh, Raw because I really wanted them to do something different. But I can't argue you on the fact that the Dexter, like anything that the things that they've had for Dexter Loomis on the main roster uh, has not been good. It's been, uh, I don't know. It's almost like, I feel like if they're going to ever do something different with Dexter Loomis, they're going to have to change his whole character, Sean, because it seems like these, this is the only idea his, his love affair with Indy is the thing that's gotten the most over. Hey, it's Matt. He says, what's shocking to me is there are 25 women on Raw, 15 on SmackDown. It seems way unbalanced. It is way unbalanced, and you'll see some of that change and in, in align accordingly. But I, I don't disagree with you at all. But also, there, there should be about 33% more women on Raw because there is 33% more show there. Uh, but that's a little bit much. The line drive says, not going to happen, but I'd love for Waller to be introduced to SmackDown as a face Win number one contender for Roman's title, troll the hell out of bloodline, put a hard fought match, then heal. I do think you should have him come in as like an NXT guy and be like a cocky one and have him back that up pretty early on. I think that would be pretty cool. I'm wondering what I would like to see him do on the main roster, considering the options. And I'm going to throw one that may or may not be a good one, but what about him and edge? That'd be, I, I like that. I like that I'm an awful lot. I'm looking at these options and I'm thinking like, who would that, who would, could they probably do a good program with? And I'm thinking Edge. I'm thinking Bobby Lashley. Karen Cross is a heel and I'm, I want to see Grayson Waller remain as a heel because that's his strong suit, I would say. Um, so I those are definitely the ones that right off the bat, I'm going, okay, you can probably do something there with that. And of course, Pave- also LA Knight. Pavement Cut Your Hair says, did you go to Mindy's Bakery yet? Nope. Justin LaRose says, just uh, left work. Should I go home and watch Raw? Was it a good show? Nope. There's nothing on Raw that you will miss by not watching that show and watching us instead. You can literally, yeah. That's literally it. Uh, Sir Brindo says, any NXT call-ups that should have happened and didn't? Yeah, Diamond Mine. I think Diamond Mine are, 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 Diamond Mine are ready. Uh, Ivy Nile, I think, would have fit really, really well. Oh, I think that Ivy Nile even if she was the diamond mind or if she went with like Rousey and Baszler, I think as their understudy would have been very, very good. But any that you can think of 
Yeah, so for sure, Elia, he should not be there. Tyler Bate is another one. Uh, I mean, there's so many. Obviously, with Braun Breaker, everybody was thinking he was going to be up there. Roxanne Perez was another one that we thought was going to be up there. They pretty much gave away pretty deadly on Tuesday. You knew that was going to happen already. Yeah. And then uh, I completely 1,000% agree with you on Creed Brothers, specifically Creed Brothers, uh, because they are good as a tag team. They're good as individuals. Whatever the hell you wanted them to do, they can do. Uh, and... I'm really shocked about Zion Quinn because he hasn't done anything on NXT. And so I'm wondering like, and Von Wagner too, like those were some, and those were some decisions that kind of got me going. What? Those are are sink or swim situations. I think. Yes. It's like, yeah, completely agree on that. And then with, uh, Oh man, there was somebody else that I wanted to mention. Oh yeah. Into sure. It's like, it it is is. four times. You tried four times. Yeah. This has got to be it. This has got to be it. Apollo tra- Crews, I think, is a good person to have, like, a body that is going to have good matches when you need a good match so that we don't have to get freaking boring-ass squash matches. Trey Cash says, the one thing I don't like about the draft is how NXT wrestlers got drafted, but no brand really takes Mello or Braun. No, it's wrestling, but even in kayfabe, it makes no sense. You can take champions, so why leave Hayes? Uh, so the the kayfabe explanation for that, Trey, is that there were select NXT stars available. So there were many that weren't available. So we are led to believe that they were not eligible to be drafted, and that's why they weren't drafted. Otherwise, they, they probably would have been picked up. Uh, I don't think that we'll ever get like a reason for that, but I'm okay with that. If they say select NXT superstars, we are to believe they weren't involved in, in that pool that were permitted to be drafted, and that's okay with me. That's interesting because then it's like, hmm, well, okay, I see. Because it was brought when they showed those shots of the NXT talent at the performance center. I mean, I didn't really study the picture and see who was in it. Like, was Braun Breaker there? I didn't see Roxanne Perez. I didn't see, I don't recall seeing Braun Breaker there, but I, again, I didn't just, I think, they're, the I think they're all just there anyway, just, just to be there. Support. Because that could be very confusing when you say select NXT stars and you're like, well, who, how, how, like, to me, it's not a good explanation if you don't tell us, like, specifically. Richie Goodacre says, why were they talking about teams breaking up potentially when everyone got drafted as a team? Well, probably because they realized it was stupid as hell for a, a side to draft one member of a team. Unless, unless there was a story reason. I always thought that was dumb. It always has been dumb. Some people like that, though. Some people like that because you get the added drama of, oh, my God, are they going to be on the same roster? Yeah, but it never, it never made sense for one end to be like, hey, we want Big E, but not Kofi and Xavier. We don't want that former world champion. We, we would want one person. It just didn't make sense. Um, Joseph says, should the draft be a yearly thing like the NFL? Yes, but it shouldn't be a complete redraft. It should be like each side gets, you know, seven, eight picks or something like that. But when they have to do these big redrafts, it's because they completely screw up their own brand split. (laughs) Isaac says, do you think they'll bring back more brand exclusive PLEs? Honestly, wouldn't mind. It would give more talent like Ali and others a chance. Buddy, I don't think that he needs to worry about a brand exclusive PLE. He can go do any day. He can be on main events pay per view if they want the level up pay per view. He's a free agent, my friend. He he's, he can do whatever he wants. Denise, can I just say I don't prefer Will Washington hanging out somewhere. 
<laughs> we got one person that was drafted. <laughs> okay, can I just say I don't want brand specific PLEs because I don't want to have to sit through matches that didn't really have to be on the show that weren't really paper premium live event quality. I prefer it being a joint premium live event because then we get the best of the best. And if not, I'm going to be sitting through a bunch of Seth Rollins versus Omaz type of matches where it's like, oh, this was a random match because we needed X amount of matches to fill this card because this is only a SmackDown card or only a Raw card. So whatever. Let me remind the world what brand exclusive pay-per-views looked like. Mordecai versus Scotty Too Hottie. Tori Wilson versus Don Marie. Charlie Haas and Rico versus Billy Gunn and Hardcore Holly. Chavo versus Jacqueline. John Cena, you know, big star against Renee Dupree. That, those are some of the matches that, that ended up on, on brand-specific pay-per-views back in the day. Thank you. You just not, proved my point. Not, yeah. Not good. Not good. So I, I want to stick to the way that things are right now. <laughs> Tuesday says, do you think Vic Joseph should go up to Raw? Yes, I do, by far. SWD says, will Cody win Money in the Bank and face Roman at SummerSlam for a match uh, or, or for a match for which lineage continues the WWE or Universal title? Also, are the chances of Dustin re- returning for his brother's win as his contract is up in July? I don't know if it's... Uh, it depends. You, AEW is very particular about extending due to injury time, so if he's missed any injury time, they will extend his deal. Uh, I think that Cody should win Money in the Bank. Cody should challenge at Ford Field. Cody should win that title, and they should have a major star built on Raw to fill that gap. But or they should just switch the title, have another Swapski or something like that, like to where the the titles switch brands. Just uh, John Deller says, any update on the Creed Bros? Uh, no real update, but I can tell you that WWE really likes them, and obviously. They, they should. They're phenomenal. And if they don't, if they don't sort of treat them special, I think you might lose one to MMA for a while. J Love Podcast says Hell in a Cell last year was technically a raw PLE and it was fire. I mean, I don't think it technically was. I think it eventually it, it became one. So let's talk about the draft. We're finally at the draft. I love the number one overall pick being Rhea Ripley. It didn't even cross my mind, honestly. Like I, I thought they would go with like Rollins or, or somebody like that. Rhea Ripley is absolutely the right decision to be the number one overall pick on this brand, Denise. It it puts her over. It puts her accomplishments over. It puts her upside over. I thought it was brilliant. I was thinking about this on Friday when I was thinking about who the number one draft pick should be. And I was thinking it should be Rhea, but I didn't know if they were actually going to do it. And the fact that they did just made her seem just even more of a, you know, dynamic force on the roster. So for me, I thought that was really great to see her as the number one draft pick. That was nice. That was like all some badass stuff right there to see her number one. Seth Rollins is their, their second pick. This makes sense. You knew that he was going to be on Raw because they picked Becky. Um, it was reinforced to FightfulSelect.com this morning, though. Subscribe. Best $5 in the business. Uh, we had updates on CM Punk playing Uno backstage at Impact Wrestling, which is very important. We had the Raw rundown. We got Sour Graps and, of course, a lot of other updates. We're going to have some really 
cool news for uh or, or some additional details on some cool news for fightful fans on fightful select this week that you guys are really going to enjoy but rollins goes to raw i mean it's seen this is cody and rollins brand on the men's side denise yeah, because he was the person that when we were out here talking about, you know, if it's not Cody Rhodes to win the World Heavyweight Championship, who is it? And one of the people that we we're talking about, or rather the other option really was Seth Rollins. And now I'm really like, I'm really feeling like that could actually be a thing. Over on SmackDown, Austin Theory gets picked in their first round. I was surprised by that, but then I looked at the way things were and I was like, okay, maybe if the Usos got picked that would make sense but i thought charlotte would go before austin theory but austin theory's got the the shiny belt um they're trying to make fetch happen they're doing their best uh i think austin theory is doing what he can but this this was a bit surprising to me i think so too i would have definitely drafted the usos before him i would have also drafted uh sheamus rich holland and butch before him as well Charlotte over to SmackDown. That gives us the opportunity to see Bianca and Charlotte down the line. John says, uh, so now the women's champs need to change hands somehow. No, they don't. They just need to change the names. Just change the names. Because if I got to look at Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair walk up to each other and hand each other their titles, I'm going to scream, Denise. Change the names to what, though? The WWE women's title and the Universal women's title. The the, Whatever. Just change the names. Or what if they just make it the, oh no, it would be fairly kind of dumb though if they did that though. It would be stuck in the same problem. I was thinking of something else, but I take it back. So not putting it out there. So the uh, round two, I thought was really good too. Uh, you had Sammy and KO first to, to Raw, Judgment Day as well. So you're keeping Judgment Day together. Sammy and KO against Judgment Day could be a lot of fun too. Like that could be really good. But you're getting a lot of depth here on Raw. You got Sammy and KO. You got Judgment Day, Rhea, Char- or Rhea, Becky, Seth, and Cody. So you've got a good abundance of talent that are coming in there. Usos and LWO go to SmackDown. I love this because LWO are super over. But with LWO, you get Zelina, who's top contender right now. You get a tag team in Cruz del Toro. And, uh, and gosh, gosh, why am I slipping on the Joaquin, 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 Joaquin Wild and Cruz del Toro. And then Santos Escobar and Rey Mysterio. So you get two single stars, a tag team, and a women's star. I thought that these were all really good picks. And this really, this transformed both rosters, I thought. Raw picked up five people. Um, SmackDown picked up like seven people. This was a very, very important round, I thought. It definitely was because Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are no longer on the same brand as the bloodline. So that whole storyline is officially, you know, kaput, at least for now. And so that already within itself is a big storyline program change where it's, you know, that was God, that was the majority of, you know, the last several months involving Sami Zayn. And 
you know, Roman Reigns and all of that. So now we're completely kind of like starting fresh with them and seeing, you know, what's next for them. So that was interesting within itself. Uh, the Usos, I figured, would definitely stay on, on SmackDown. Uh, they had to. I would actually kind of been irritated if they didn't because there's still <laughs> so much there to tell with the bloodline. And if you would have done that, God, that would have been like literally cutting us right in the middle of this story with the bloodline. So that would have been a terrible thing to do. Uh, and SmackDown is looking a lot more loaded when it comes to the tag team division. You mentioned the LWO. And, you know, previously, you know, now they're going to be joining the Street Profits. That's, you know, a team there. They got, you know, Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows who are there as well, the Usos. So it's definitely looking a lot stronger for the SmackDown um, tag team division. Both, I think both brands have really good tag team divisions by the looks of it. But Kevin Owens and Sammy, like, we, we don't know as of right now if they'll be allowed to go to SmackDown because they've still got the SmackDown tag team championships as well. Like they still have those. So maybe that continues a little bit. Mark I know wants they to never know addressed that. They haven't. And I think that's by design. Mark wants new tag titles. I do too. Pavement Cut Your Hair says, who do you want to see Lashley eat on SmackDown? I kind of want to see him face Waller too. <laughs> Isaac says, who are your dark horses to win the new world title? feel like it'd be a slap in the face to Cody if he won. He needs to finish the story. Uh, I think Drew McIntyre as a heel is a big dark horse to win this title because right now Raw is babyface heavy and we haven't seen heel Drew McIntyre in what, four years since before the pandemic. And I think that that would, I think that'd be good. And I think they should use his broken dreams theme too. I'm going to say Gunther because I can't think of anyone that's not Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes. I think that they're going to have him beat the IC title record. Yeah, that's why I was like, well, he still has that going, so I don't know. KE775 says, do you think WWE would ever get or bring back superstars and maybe expand a main event to get more wrestlers on camera, or do they want to add production costs? No more shows. No more. They always try it. They always try it. It doesn't work. It never works. Look at me, guys. It never works. You know what I used to watch on WWE Main Event? The Wyatt Family versus The Shield. That was a match on Main Event. They start off hot, and now what do we have? I watch Main Event because I get good looks at NXT talent in front of in front of main roster crowds. But uh, I've never what? watched Main Event. Mm -mm. I just I couldn't extend week. myself to that. It's just too much. Round three, Liv and Raquel, the tag team champions, and New Day go to Raw. This is without Big E. We get Asuka and the Brawling Brutes to SmackDown. I like this. SmackDown, their women's division gets richer. So even though they've got a smaller uh, women's division, they've loaded up quite a bit on the women's division. Uh, the Brawling Brutes, they're just going to add a lot wherever they go. A good tag team, a upper mid-card person who can be slid into the main event if you need him in Sheamus and then over on the raw side New Day we know they're going to be over forever they're always over Liv and Raquel high upside even though both of them are champions Liv has been a world champion you can get a lot out of them they can do a lot of different things I thought this was was a pretty solid round too. Sheamus and Gunther are no longer on the same brand I know teardrop of my guitar right now I know Round four, Trish, Ronda, and Shayna go to Raw. I thought this was a big one for the women's division. We don't know how long uh, Trish is going to be around, but still, adding her name adds some juice to this draft, I thought. On SmackDown, you add Cross, Scarlett, and LA Knight. I'm glad they had LA Knight get drafted on the show. 
He is too over to ignore Denise. People I love him. He, Go ahead. I thought he should have been on Raw. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have argued that at all. I think that he'd be a great fit for Raw. I, I personally felt like not putting him on Raw was a little bit of a disservice only because there's so many names in there that I feel he could have probably meshed in very well with. And so Rollins to me, and he Cody. Made, yeah. To me, it made more sense to put him on Raw. And there's another person, uh, which we'll talk about soon, that I also thought should go on Raw too. But We've got... Uh... Bizarro Big L says, with the unbiased opinion on Bishop or Bishop's been giving lately, you'd think he'd know the difference between Baszler and a Blazer. Did he say Bla Blazer? Because he I mean, messed man up a lot. Died recently. Let's let it go. He also messed up on Ronda's name too. Uh, he says, uh, "Do you think they do another handoff of the women's titles? I hope not. I will whine and bitch incessantly if they do." <laughs> now I want them to just to hear you whine and bitch incessantly. Says Triple H overhyped it. In the words of MJF mid, Sean loved the blue chew Yeti. Very clever. Round five, Ricochet, Braun, and Bronson Reed to Raw. I thought this was another good round for Raw. A really, really good round. Ricochet and Braun are two talent that, when pushed right, can be special. Anybody that watched Lucha Underground knows what Ricochet is capable of or that ever watched a PWG show. Braun has been a top-level guy in the past. He, he won the title at WrestleMania one time. Bronson Reed is a guy they hope to get there. I thought this was a good one. JM says, Raw's filled with big, meaty men. Uh, we'll slap meat. And Tim Winninger Jr. says, can't believe they split up Ricochet and Samantha Irvin. Uh, I can't believe they... Did they split up? They split up Samantha Irvin and Gunther. That's, that's the one that... That I have a problem with because she was amazing at calling that. Yes. The SmackDown side was a little bit puzzling. They were just like, Shotzi. And I was like, okay, I like Shotzi. But all right. It, it, it definitely felt like just a name you'd probably expect on Raw Talk. And then Pretty Deadly, which we knew was coming. We just didn't know when. They are going to do well on the main roster. They're yeah, and right. that was one of the things that when I mentioned earlier, you know, uh, when I mentioned the tag team division on SmackDown, I also wanted to mention Pretty Deadly because they have absolutely everything that you need for a main roster act. They got the gimmick. They got a sharp character that's very crystal clear. Uh, you know exactly what they're supposed to be on the show. Uh, and they're great wrestlers. And they got the character down. What more can you ask for? I think these guys are going to be top, top acts. Round six, we got some NXT call-ups. Cameron Grimes, that is one that's been coming for months and months and months. When he showed up on a SmackDown Dark match, I asked, I was like, well, hey, what is he called up? And they said, well, we don't bring up NXT talent to do Dark matches on SmackDown. So, yeah, pretty much. Uh, Boogs, I figured he would get picked. I actually predicted this round like minutes before it, Denise, and I thought it would be... I thought it'd be Gargano and NXT call-up, uh, Boogs and Alpha Academy. And I was off by one because they, they moved Gargano to the, the post-show. But it seemed like Rick Boogs would make a lot of sense and then Elias to not get drafted because Elias has been doing the, come here, kid, I'll show you how this is done. I'll take care of you type of thing. And now Boogs is going to be the one that has to put in a good word for him to get on SmackDown. You also get Alpha Academy and Caden and Katana on Raw. 
there so let's save the nxt thing for last because there's a very interesting aspect to that alpha academy made sense boogs and grimes to smackdown sure how'd you feel about those three okay so alpha academy they should have definitely been drafted a lot sooner. They have been super essential on, on Raw, and they've been a featured act on the show. There was no, They should have been drafted a lot sooner. Uh, and then as for uh, uh, Rick Boogs, eh, it's okay. I'm, I'm still like, I like Rick Boogs, but that's about the extent of that. I'm still not like, oh my God, Rick Boogs, you know, nothing like that. I like the guy, but nothing more, nothing less. Now, Cameron Grimes, He's somebody that, damn, I have been waiting to see get get officially, officially brought into the main roster. He's been out of tele, like off of TV for like ever, man. And he's that guy that he has shown on NXT that he has a lot of range. He can do the quirky, funny character, but also in his latter portion of NXT, we also got to see him be a little bit more on the serious side. So for me, I feel like we've seen Cameron Grimes have some of the best matches on NXT whenever he was in the ring, and he's shown that he can get, you know, these very different types of characters over. People like Cameron Grimes, and so for me, I couldn't believe that, you know, they didn't bring him up a lot sooner, and some other people got brought up sooner than Cameron Grimes, and I was like, damn, I felt like they could really do something with Cameron Grimes, and the fact that they took so long to actually do it was very surprising to me, and I was very nervous about this because I felt that if they didn't draft him here, I pretty much wasn't going to have any hopes for Cameron Grimes, so I was so, so happy when they drafted him. We saw that the last go-around when people were like, oh, they're going to draft Dakota Kai, and she didn't get drafted and then she got released. Tom Brady says the thing I need from these new rosters is Gable and Gunther for 45 minutes. If there's like a snowstorm somewhere they, they could probably do that. Like I could see them getting matched up in a gauntlet match and then going like 25 minutes throughout that. Patrick says, loved watching Teddy long read and react to a blank card. That was upside down. Wait, what? I, I, I think those legitimately had names on them. Uh, Orion Ben says, could WWE keep continuity and have pretty deadly wet? Yes, they could. I think that would be great if they showed up uh, wet as hell. <laughs> so here's the most interesting part about this round. Last week, Alba Fire and Isla Dawn got called up and we see them start a, a little bit of a thing with Caden and Katana and they're having a match on Tuesday for the titles. So people are like, all right, they're dropping him to Caden and Katana. Weird, but whatever, because I've been predicting Caden and Katana to just get called up for like three three years at this point. Ever since they started to team, I was like, yeah, WWE will just call them up because they seem like a kind of, of team that they would. However, Caden and Katana got called up as well. Andrew says, I guess there's a women's tag unification match. Rock Hard says... I want to say of all the call-ups, I'm most happy for Caden and Katana. They've been in NXT since Prime Black and Gold. RH says, I only want a Rhea and Katana blood feud from the Mae Young Classic. And Thomas DeWitt says, do you think they'll just get rid of the NXT women's tag titles as both teams are pretty much gone? I hope they do a unification, Denise, because what I hope is that they actually build a goddamn time machine, go back, and never create the NXT titles. Because not only were they a bad idea, they were bad for WWE in general. They created stupid-ass booking decisions 
dumbass booking decisions. And we were saying it then, Denise. We were screaming it from the top of our lungs when it happened. We were like, this is a bad idea. This is dumb. They shouldn't do this. They did it anyway. Here we are a, a few years later. And it still sucks. Now, here's the thing about this, though, because they do have a lot of women down in NXT, but they don't have a lot of tag teams, though. Uh, in terms of in terms of teams that are teams teams, it's 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 they're not that many. Like a lot of them were just like randomly paired up and whatnot, which was pretty much what we were seeing on the main roster, too. So I do think if NXT would have had, you know, if they would have formulated more teams i think that the nxt version of the tag women's tag titles could have actually succeeded but uh, you know i if you're gonna tell me hey what do you prefer i would prefer for them to unify the titles i'm definitely okay with that and but that's the thing though there's been some confusing stuff with the women's championship belts because you could say the same thing about indy hartwell she was the nxt women's champion they had an opportunity to basically have her drop the belt this past tuesday they did it she gets drafted. She's still the champion. And then the same thing with Isla Dawn and Elba Fire. It's like, oh, they're champions. They get drafted. But then it's like quick. They make this match with Kaden and Katana. And I'm thinking, okay, cool. They're going to drop the titles to them and everything will be fine. And then I see them get <laughs> drafted today. And the first thing I'm thinking is, wait, they're supposed to be the new NXT Women's Tag Team Champions. What's happening here? Um, but it's for Kaden and Katana. Uh, they are the kind of team that, they, uh, you know, um, Katana, sorry, because I'm still calling her, I used to call her Casey, but same, Kata same. Katana, yeah, it throws me off. I forget which one's Katana, which one's Kaden, and I cover the show every week. But anyway, so uh, Katana, she is... Um, you know, very good at the high flying stuff. And she can do a lot of these things that for, I feel for the main roster, you can put them in these matches and she can hit, you know, her 630 that she does and all these things, these, you know, these fun, very agile things that she does. And you got an instant act that works because that's kind of the reason why Braun Strowman and Ricochet work because they do fun spots together. And it's exciting to see them, you know, do, you know, Ricochet Swanton off of Braun Strowman. And we've kind of seen like the female version of that with, katana and kaden because kaden's a little bit more of the uh she's a little bit more of you know she's not doing the freaking 630s like katana so she so i feel like the, the dynamic between the team is definitely there my one criticism that i had of them in nxt was they were very forgettable in the sense that in the ring, you were always a fan of what they saw. But in terms of the character, it was never really there. Like they kind of tried out all these different things for them and nothing really stuck. Like one time they were festival girls, then they're not festival girls. And so I do hope that they nail up. Uh, I, I hope that they 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 really emphasize what, what Kaden and Katana stand for so that they don't feel forgotten about on the show. Like, you don't forget about them when they're in the ring, but when they're not in the ring, you kind of forget about them. A great moderator, Luis, reminds us the teams in NXT are Shakara Jackson and Lash Legend, who are on level up, Alba and Isla, and Kaden and Katana, and that's it. Yeah, and they had, uh, what's her face, uh, Fallon I, I, and I, Kiana and teaming for a bit. Just do what they should have done at all times. If there's a tag team in NXT that deserves a shot at the tag titles, just let the champions go to NXT and defend their tag titles. Right. Thomas DeWitt says, with Indy and Zoe gone, who do you pick for NXT Women's Champion? Does it go back to Roxanne Perez? Yeah, I think Roxanne Perez is kind of going to be their, their anchor for a while. 
I'm still baffled that they took the title off of her, period. Me too. Also, hey, Mika, you're- oh, sorry. One of the things that I forgot to mention, because I just forgot to mention this, but when I said that there was somebody else that I also thought should have gone to Raw, that was Karrion Cross. I thought Karrion Cross needed a change of environment. <laughs> so I actually wanted to see him go to Raw. So I did think that Ali Knight and Karrion Cross were going to get drafted to Raw. They both stay on SmackDown. Um, Pavement Cut Your Hair says, who is more likely to throw their championship title on the floor during the upcoming women's title exchange, Rhea or Bianca? Um, maybe Rhea considering the lawsuit and we saw some of the shit that was written for her and she'd be like, this is stupid too. Throws it down. Pam says they even split up Samantha and Chelsea Green. And Corbin 101 says, where do you think that uh, Champa, Aaliyah, Alexa, Bray, Randy, and Big E go once all are cleared? Is it just that EY hasn't debuted in terms of new talent? How about the status of Chase U? Well, I mean, there are some in Chase U that are ready. Like... There, I mean, Duke Hudson, oh gosh, whatever. I don't, can't remember. Duke what Hudson, yeah, it's Duke Hudson. Yeah, he was up three years ago, Denise. They called him up during the pandemic, if you remember. It's the same issue with Duke Hudson is that they uh, haven't found the proper character for him. This is his, the stuff that he's been doing with, with Chase U and Andre Chase is the thing that's most worked. But prior to that, nothing was sticking for Duke yeah. Hudson. And, and so the- that was sort of the issue there. And Thea Hale is still very young. Like, I don't know if she's ready, but I mean, Andre Chase has been wrestling for 15 years. He's ready. He was on ROH like 10 years ago as Harlem Bravado. Uh, Ciampa, I think Ciampa will go join Johnny on Raw. And I think Ciampa will be like, I think he'll be like the weird guy in the way. I think it'd be really funny to see him try to fit in with the way. And while everybody else thinks that Dexter Loomis is the weird guy, Dexter Loomis looks at Champa like he's the weird guy. I think that would be pretty funny stuff. Aaliyah. I don't know what's up with her. I haven't heard anything on her. Um, what, whatever brand needs a little bit more depth. Alexa will likely be on whatever brand Bray ends up on. Uh, Randy. That'll, I think that'll be a depth call whenever it is that he's ready and maybe they'll do the thing, the Brock thing with him and say, you're a free agent. Biggie will go wherever Kofi and Xavier are. That's really quickly on Tommaso Ciampa. Like I'm totally okay with seeing him, you know, you know, with Johnny and all of that, that's fine. But preferably I would want him on SmackDown because I think he can be another guy another body to have you know these quality matches and i feel you need that you need some more guys like that on smackdown and i'm thinking of different things you know when you got the oc there i'm thinking he can do stuff with them when you got guys from the lwo i think he can do stuff with them and i'm thinking of you know i I personally feel that we need more top uh we need more top singles guys on smackdown and I feel like if I want to, if you want to see Tommaso Ciampa kind of go above where he's at right now in terms of rankings, I would definitely put him on SmackDown to kind of shine on his own instead of having to rely on somebody else. So I personally would want him on SmackDown. Uh, and then uh, Bray, Bray Wyatt, to me, it makes no difference what roster he goes on, quite frankly. Alexa Bliss, I feel like, like you said, wherever Bray Wyatt goes, you know, she'll go. But uh, the I can probably see her fitting in a little bit more on Raw. And so, and then Aaliyah, I feel so bad, but I completely forgot. So, so. Not, not a lot of upside there uh, yeah. as, as things have been with her. 
Uh, guys, we got the Alpha Academy interview dropping on Tuesday. You're going to want to watch Listing Your Boy on Wednesday. We're going to be talking about a very, very cool topic there. Uh, FightfulSelect.com this week. You know we've always got scoops. We've got raw backstage news, producers. we got contract news. We're going to have some very cool news on Wednesday that, that uh, fans of Fightful will probably really enjoy. Uh, and it's not more, not just exclusive wrestling news. We got like 40 podcasts uh, a month. Plus, we got this weekend, we got Backlash. So, you know, we're going to have a ton of backstage news from that as well. I've been taking the temperature within WWE and AEW on a lot of different situations. So, you're going to have some stories on that coming up very, very soon as well. Denise, tell the people where they can find you. All right. Well, youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo. If you're looking for additional bonus recap shows, I've moved all of my shows to my channel. Uh, Tuesdays, I'm there for NXT. Wednesdays, Dynamite. Fridays, SmackDown. And then Saturdays, I will be doing the Collision Show. So um, I'm doing all my shows on my channel, and I'm having a really good time with it. And also just a bunch of different content up on there. So please, youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo. Check it out, guys. Denise has so much good stuff there whenever the scrums happen. She has the best quality video and audio there as well. So check that out. Uh, just a lot of great stuff there. And, of course, subscribe here at YouTube.com slash Fightful. We got to catch up to Denise. What the hell? I can't have Denise flashing around this silver play button just, just being gaudy and shit. It's I, I Thursday. Is it coming Thursday? Yeah, I got an email saying that it's coming Thursday. So mm. I'm like, okay, I'll keep an eye out for that. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah, I would really like to excited. get there this year, guys. Help us get there. Uh, again, we are here every night. If this is your first time here, we're here after Raw. We're here after NXT, after Dynamite, after ROH and Impact, after SmackDown and Rampage, and then pretty soon Collision. When that Collision show starts, the Rampage show will be rolled into that, and we will be going live after SmackDown. Guys, thank you all so much. Subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. We're out.